Hello everybody, episode 11. We've just seen a big round nine. We've got a big round 10 where mates beer and footy. Let's not forget that bit. Hello Mick. Hey Chris, how you going? Very, very well. Getting to it. Frothy. Well, that, that one looks spicy. What do you got? I've oh. got, got a yeasty boys. Mm-mm-mm. Nothing like the word yeasty to inspire appetite. Pacific IPA. Pacific. That should be delicious. Very nice. Very nice. Well, round nine. Um, Fairly predictable, almost. A bit lacklustre. Yeah, oh. it's like the, the uh, almost like the patterns are forming now and the teams you think you're going to get it done sort of are. We said the top eight was pretty well set round seven, wasn't it? And I don't think it's moved since. No, I mean, it probably won't. I think there's too much of a gap between eighth or ninth well, Richmond, to, to change. So the top eight should last at least one more week. Richmond is still a game off, a game ahead of GWS, Frio, Saints. And percentage. So, a significant percentage too. So, so unless they get walloped, it'll be the top eight will last another week at least. And, and potentially... It could be showing a pattern. There could be a couple of changes in there, but usually there aren't many, and there, there wouldn't be more than one or two teams that you could see going out or in. We'll, so we'll, weeks like that might become a bit more common. We'll get on to the next round of tipping shortly, but if Richmond win, GWS, Frio and Saints play teams in the top eight. If they if they don't win, then Richmond actually gets a two-game head start well, on the others. So then it's going to be very difficult to try and get into the top eight again. But if. And, and saying that as well... I, Really? GWS, Frio, Saints, Essendon, Carlton, Gold Coast, Adelaide, lot. if they get in the top eight, are they going to do any damage the way they're playing at the moment either? Yeah, so. that's probably the question. Yeah, yeah. So, I, think, I think the top eight's pretty well set, unless there's significant injuries or form collapses from here on out, but it's a bit scary at round 10 that we do have it fully set, so to speak, but we'll see stranger things happen, but big winner. This well, week, it's hard to name just one. I've I, got a few. I got to go. The, I got to give it to them. North Melbourne. Yeah, they were in my list, and I, <laughs> I was waiting to see what you'd choose. But yeah, well, of course, what a win oh. for them! And they were way out of the game, thirty-two points behind, and came back and won. It was great to watch. And even though they play in Tasmania a lot, Hawthorne are very hard to beat. Still down there, they're seventy-eight percent or seventy-nine percent mm. winning record. So. Full credit to oh, them. It was great. Hawthorne threw everything at them in the last couple of minutes, and it was still. Oh, what, a goal or something, yeah, I think, or pretty close still with a minute to go. Yeah, so, well done, North Melbourne. Monkey off the back, full credit to you. Oh, it is. It would be such a relief. Yeah, I think such that's a big relief. one. Yeah, you wouldn't expect the wins to exactly come flowing now, but yeah, and even just to watch that and how excited they all were, especially with so many young guys. Yeah, it was great. It really was. And the flip side, Hawthorne. Yeah, that's not great. We said was... Been saying that last couple of weeks too on them. Like, where are they headed? Yeah, well, now the spotlight's probably on a little bit more after you uh, have a look at the way they went in that one against a team some thought wouldn't win a game. You, you think now, and again, you look at the youth, is there any excitement in their young players? Is oh. there how much top end talent really is there? Mitchell at his best, and, and apart from that, you've got some B grade talent and probably not much more A grade. Sicily's the big loss. Well, yeah, he is a big loss. He is an A-grade talent, for sure. Well, he's got, he was just about there, if not there, when he got injured. But I, but he's not going to change a game either. So they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're pretty crafty, though. You wouldn't be surprised either if 
they've probably got room in the salary cap and they probably could land a big fish. That well, Josh Kelly, those sort of players that are available at the end of the year, they, they've got a habit of recruiting good players. I mean, Patton was obviously the one that probably would have been good down forward, but he's retired, so... Yeah. You know, they, they've got the capability in the next year or two to still pull a couple of big talent across, but right now for the rest of the season, they're just holding on. They're not the destination club they were when they were winning flags, you know. I think that weighs into players' minds as well when they're going to a Victorian team. Where no, can I, I go? You want to get paid and you want success. Oh, I agree, agree. But um, Collingwood and Hawthorne, but I still think they're an attractive club compared to a North Melbourne or a St Kilda, even if they're firing, you know. Like, yeah. it's the big-name club. And Collingwood, well, they're in the same boat as well. I mean, they started out putting big effort in against Sydney in the first quarter, and then kicked one goal for the next three quarters. Yeah, that's not good. No, so... That's a worry. But we know where they're at. They've fallen off the cliff. We know that. And then, and then the next one in the bottom four I've got there is Adelaide. So that, that that's the bottom four, I think, for the rest of the year. Adelaide, Collingwood, Hawthorne, North Melbourne. And it's, it's yeah, not great it's... for them, but Adelaide, they, they've probably got the jump start on the other three teams because they've played a lot of the youth through. So They look good, but I think they also look a little tired, which is to be expected. But they, they uh, showed a fair account of themselves against the Eagles, really. They weren't disgraced. There was enough endeavour there because that was a game that they, they could have lost by 10 goals or more and they whether the, the Eagles were 100% or not, the Crows sort of stuck more or less around the margin of five yeah. goals. So it wasn't. Oh, I, I was watching that bad. game, obviously, but I wasn't concerned throughout it. Even Adelaide, they put in a huge effort the first quarter, but I just thought, again, it was the whole Eagles would just hold this and then go. But Jack Darling... 10 minutes of that second quarter was probably the best 10 minutes of football you'll ever see. Five goals, just clunk and everything. Yeah, some crazy uh, decision-making, but still resulted in goals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't know what he was thinking with that dribbler one anyway. but yeah, It worked, though. But that was just unreal, like what he did then. And, you know, the Eagles, they, they just did what they had to do and got the win, and that's all right. That's, that's it, thank they're you. Not a huge, they're not a big winner, but I think Darling's performance for that 10 minutes absolutely was, but... The other one I've got here, dogs on the road against yeah, Port. That was a big win. But then again, I'm starting to ask questions about Port a little bit. I still think, well, at their very best, I still think they're the best team, but, you know, they can't beat the good teams. I don't think they've beat a top eight side. They beat Richmond by two points. So oh, if that had go. gone the other way, go, yep. and that makes that much difference, if that had gone the other way, really, you'd really be asking questions. Because so it would be none. Dogs, Brisbane, and Eagles. They all towed them up. Dogs, dogs dominated them. Well, that was a funny sort of a game. I mean, they got way out. Port caught right up. At that point, I thought, oh, Port are probably going to go on with it. And then the dogs got away again. So Bont just said, nah, this is no. me. Bont. It's the Bont show. I know Petrarca's having a ripper year. We've said that. But, geez, Bont stands out when he gets going too. And they lift. They all lift around him. So, put money on the Brownlow. Oh, it's the Bont Petrarca. What is it, now. four bucks each or something? <laughs> Unbelievable. Is it? Oh, Petrarca gets more possessions, but I think I don't think they're quite as uh, impactful for the most part as what Bont and Pellies are. Yeah, that, that's the difference. He's, a, he's an impact player, but he also gives you the four quarters. Even when they're losing, that game against Carlton, that was just something else. So. He does fade out of the game sometimes. It's almost like he relaxes and waits for his time. Almost like Dusty does at times. And then we had the Friday night game I've got here. This isn't a big winner. 
this, this is a big loser. That was probably one of the worst Friday night games of the year, I think, this year, if not the worst. That, that 47 to 68 scoreline, and St Kilda, five goals, 17. Yeah, that's it. They were. They actually, if you took the scoreboard out of it, they were the better team. Oh, had to have won. They yeah. kicked seven points only in the first quarter. And then they kicked three goals, four the next. Like, it was ridiculous. They should have, they dominated the game. The ones they missed, they weren't under pressure. Geelong weren't yeah, up to shots. the task. They were, shots. What did um, King end up kicking? I think he got about four, but five behinds. One goal, five. And it looks like good news for him. It looks like he's going to re-sign with him too. But one goal five, yeah, mate. Yeah. But the yip, it was just the yips all around. And I think they were it was zero goal seven or eight at, at quarter time, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that, no, they kicked three goals to Geelong's yeah, four. No, zero goal seven. Oh, zero goal seven at quarter, at quarter time. time. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Half time, they were, they were three goals to four goals. Yeah, and then yeah. at the end they were right in the contest, and they just kept missing. Yeah, it was a shame. And then Brett Ratton, interestingly. De- basically denouncing the holding the ball adjudications, which I think everyone's probably in agreement with. We're just sick of it, aren't we? Like this whole, oh, he made an attempt. If it's incorrect disposal, it's holding the ball. Even if you've had prior or not, just get rid of it. You, yeah. If you incorrectly dispose of the ball, holding the ball, done. That's well, all they need to change. But they to. can't even get that right, so. Yeah. And you might miss some of them, but the way they're doing it at the moment, they're missing all of them. Making an attempt, they let it go. So. So Saints and Port were probably my biggest two losers for well, the weekend. Well, I had the Saints as well. The Giants to lose from where they were, and their captain goes out with a shoulder. That's not good because that sliding doors game, they'd be in eighth spot. We'd be talking about yes. them in the way that we're talking about Richmond. That's the difference that would have made. And really... It was Dusty was the difference. Yeah, he was the difference. <laughs> Liam Baker was the difference as well on the ball. It was incredible. I thought some of the umpiring left a bit to be desired, uh, but whether that's bias or not, it's hard to say. But the Suns also were a massive loser. Any credibility that they'd worked up is all gone. I think it was about 90 points at one stage, and then the scoreline ended up a bit flattering for them too. Yeah, they just kicked three or four goals in a row at the, at the end, but what a, what a shocking display. Which Fagan was filthy a bit. And you should be. Because they, they did that the week before as well. They need they want the percentage boost because it's going to be that tight for that top four. You yeah. need the percentage. So oh, you're, And you always want to be playing intense football. So, yeah. Brisbane are scary. Honestly, they are, they are really scary. Yeah, they're playing... They're playing probably the really best well. football. Um, obviously, the Dogs in Melbourne. We forget about Melbourne still. Well, but I don't think Melbourne... I like their brand, but they're not setting the world on fire. They're just banking wins. Yeah. That's all they're doing. That's probably what it is, yeah. But Brisbane, they are. The last three weeks, they've been electrifying. Well, this could be a very interesting game. Well, Richmond don't mind playing at the G, do they? No, uh, yeah. the, the G for Gabba. Gabba, sorry, yeah. <laughs> the G Gabba. They don't, they don't mind playing at the G, either. Well, they, they don't, don't like, like Marvel. They don't like Marvel. Hardwick hates it. Apparently hates it. Oh, that was disappointing. There's no need to say that. Yeah, but he, he's right, in, a, in essence. Why are they playing at Marvel? Well, it's it, contractual, isn't it? No, They're I, obliged I, to play a game there, I'm pretty sure. Collingwood played a home game there earlier in the year. But that was because of the fixture reshuffle. They weren't anticipated to play there. That, that was supposed to be played in Brisbane, that game. Yeah, but the follow-up later in the year was meant it was at Marvel. Oh, that's was why it? it worked. No, that's ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand it either. I said to, to my wife about 
if the Eagles got given a home game but they had to play it at Leaderville Oval, I mean, what do you think of that? It's not the same, but it's the same concept. It's a home game away, but honestly, in the scheme of things, to, to come out and actually complain about it is pretty unnecessary. I think GWS should have had more of a complaint about it. But they, they don't play there play enough. The yeah, they've got to play there at the G. Because you're going to end up... If you want to win the Premiership, you've got to play there. So Nearly every year. The more games you play the, there, the better you probably figure it out, you know? So I, I understood where he's coming from. I just think he probably had the wrong choice of words oh, on that. Yeah, I don't think it was necessary. Yeah. I think you just take your medicine and move on, to be honest. But anyway, yeah, I agree. I see where he's coming from. So... So it looks like Cripps is going to possibly re-sign with Carlton, or he has already. That's just about done. That's yeah, good. Yeah, four years, isn't it? Oscar Allen, I heard, is likely to re-sign with the Eagles. Yeah, I believe that's official now. Who was the other one that we mentioned before that was going to do it? Josh Kelly. I think he's in a pretty good contract state with GWS. If he opts to stay with him, he's up to a million dollars a year or something ridiculous. Oh. So I don't know if he'll get that on free agency. But he might actually oh, choose to go. He might still say... I've had enough, I want to go and play Well, it might be else. one of those ones, see, see what's happening by the end of the year. Could know? work in both cases yeah, if oh, he did sure. leave. So That'd be interesting. The one that surprises me, though, is that Chera might likely go back to Victoria for the Dockers, and they can't lose young talent That's now. not a surprise at all. If you listen to his interviews, he's as good as saying he's leaving. When they ask him for a commitment... In his responses, he's just like, oh, I'm just enjoying playing now. He's not interested. This is what He'll be do- leaving. But the Dockers can't do this. They can't keep getting new talent, young talent through, and they play 60-odd games, and then they leave at the end. You know what I mean? Like They, well, they need the Brayshaw Cheras. That's the next generation coming through. So it'll be disappointing if he does leave, particularly for the Dockers fans. Absolutely. Because the midfield, while we say isn't too bad, he, he's a big part of that future midfield there. So, Absolutely, he's yeah. one of the main parts. Definitely. But we'll see how it plays out. Still a long way to the end of the year. Oh, of course. Yeah. The other one, Big Harry for Carlton. He's shoulder. Well, is he missing? I don't games? know. I know. That he played injured, but I'm not sure that he's, he's actually going to miss. He still kicked three. Yeah, three was all right. <laughs> well, what about the Dockers-Essendon game? The lob... Unpaid mark at the end. Yeah, I don't know anything about this game. So oh. out. Well, it was it's pretty tight, but it was it was definitely a mark. I don't know why they didn't pay it, but he was still about forty out on an angle. It's not a most reliable goal kicker, <laughs> especially at that time of the game. But that should have been paid a mark. Well, so yeah, could have changed it. That's for sure. But full credit because it ended up probably being one of the better games of the season between the two times there was a lot of skill errors but it oh, just being that, was the claim that close but the Hawks North Melbourne that probably was the game of the year <laughs> well it was a good game <laughs> it was exciting oh it was great yeah it was a real feel good game poor old Hawthorne I don't think too many were cheering them on no I think everyone wanted to see North <laughs> Melbourne win except for Hawthorne supporters yeah exactly of course. so we're kicking off round 10 yeah let's do that get into it Brisbane, Richmond, Friday night. Well, I mean, yeah, until last year's qualifying final, the Tigers really did have the wood on Brisbane. But uh, like I said, the way Brisbane are playing, it would be very, very difficult to refute them at the moment. And then the Tigers are still missing quite a few. Essentially, they're starting midfield almost. Really good win by them against the Giants with backs to the wall sort of thing, and that can that can galvanise them going forward. The young guys showed a lot of potential. I'm inclined to think the Tigers can give the Lions a scare, but I don't think you couldn't realistically expect them to beat Brisbane. Oh, I couldn't pick anyone to beat Brisbane in Brisbane. 
Uh, 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 fair press to say Brisbane outside of Brisbane the way they're going. Really, I'm big. I'm sold on them. But um, I'm picking Brisbane by 18. I think three goals is probably where they're at. Richmond will bring the heat, but if Brisbane can sustain it, as we've seen with other teams, I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means. But good on them. Friday night, they deserve it. They're playing well. They good footy. It'll be all eyes on them. Maybe that'll play into Richmond's hand a little bit, but I tell you, Richmond took that game against GWS, but four goals to Dusty, that, and they won by what three points. That's um, that's a lot of um, emphasis on one player to win you the game every week. That's all. Yeah, well, it doesn't happen every week, but it did. Yeah, it did in this game. I mean, it won't be the last time that a team that a player puts a team on his back. But it was it was the that's that's the headline. But it was the little things too, like uh, Riley Collier Dawkins and his impact in the middle and things like that. Nankervis, his game, you know, he's probably been their most consistent player this yeah, year. Pretty much, he'd be in track for their best and fairest. I reckon. Yeah, Shay Bolton, I'd say probably in front. Although he obviously he's going to miss what more. four games or something, isn't yeah, he? So, two yeah, two or three more, I think. So yeah, Nankervis, he's been. He's Excellent. underrated. He's really angry, underrated. Super angry yeah. player, which for a ruckman, you know, you can do that. And and not much support. Probably only gets about five minutes of rest a game. <laughs> Marlon comes in and, <laughs> and yeah, just struggles. Lynch so, in the ruck was interesting. It could be beneficial just to get him involved because he must be getting cold doing nothing in the forward line. And Rewald as well. Who's the other backman? Broad. Why don't they chuck him Broad. up there? I don't know he if he's ever ruck, ruck, but Asprey he? has. Asprey, yeah. He's rucked. So who are you picking, Chris? And Noel Bolter goes in there. Uh, yeah, Brisbane by 10. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a good game. I'm hopeful it is. Oh, Friday night footy. It, it's got to be better than the week before, let's put it that way. St Kilda Geelong. So, the well, next yeah. game. Here we are. We're, we're at the G. We're at the actual G. MCG. The there you go. <laughs> Carlton Hawthorne. Well, Jeez. this is not a game you want to bother with, especially at that time of the morning. But in saying that, Carlton haven't been super impressive either. I mean, they took it to the dogs oh, and dogs just ran over the top. That's what but, I mean. Two nothing clubs. And then Melbourne, they were never in that game. So Hawthorne, a couple of really ordinary weeks, as we said before. But this this could be almost... Oh, my. Who's going to finish in the bottom four? Whoever loses this? Definite? Well, the Hawks will anyway. <laughs> I'm still going Carlton, only because of what we said before about Hawthorne. But I'm picking Carlton by... There you go, 12 points, two goals for me. This is so crazy. They're talking about the death knell of, of Saturday afternoon games because no one's going, and then they wheel out this absolute snooze fest on a Saturday. <laughs> My Lord, there'll be more staff at the ground than fans. Yeah, I'll no, expect they'll, they'll, get, they'll get 25,000. There'll probably be more there than the Richmond University well, game at 80, Marvel. 80, <laughs> they must have turned up the crowd, Mike, because it felt like there were a lot of people there for that one. So are you picking Carlton? Yeah, Carlton should I would say Carlton by four goals. 24. I don't think the Hawks have a lot to write home about. And Carlton can look really exceptional in patches. If Harry's not playing for Carlton, where are they getting their goals from? Well, I don't know that he'll miss. I'm not sure what's yeah. happening there. But yeah, that's true. They need him there. At the very least, it straightens up their ball. I'm sure Clarko's going to tell the guys to go and test out the shoulder too. So he'll be well, mindful of that. But gee, I'll tell you, hats off to him. He has been phenomenal yeah, he's been for that team. Um, he's still getting his three to four every week. Like really good, really good full forward. He kicks them in bundles too sometimes. Cripps, Cripps will stay with Carlton. That enables Harry to stay as well. He'll stay. So that that's a good get yeah. for them. So potentially there's there's a little glimmer 
for the future there. Geelong Gold Coast. Now this oh. is going to get ugly. At in Geelong, GMHBA. Geelong by eighty. Gold Coast got walloped last week. Yeah, they were shocking. And I saw what Geelong did firsthand against the Eagles. If they can do that to the Eagles, they will pump Gold Coast down there. You would think so. You know, they weren't impressive at all against St Kilda. They really weren't. They, you, you sort of look at the margin and think it looks comfortable, but the Saints really, to me, were on top of them around the ground. Oh, Saints should have won that game. They're, 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 the, they're huge losers for not winning that. Honestly, that was ridiculous. But Geelong... Smash the Eagles and smash Richmond. Remember? Yes. So. Oh yeah, I remember. But they, they <laughs> took us both out. But also, they did show they're susceptible to extreme pressure, even did. for little periods of time. So the Suns, we know they're not as good as Geelong. They just have to bring intense pressure, and they they would have caught plenty of baits I over think, that effort. I think they'll get a lot closer than eighty points. I think Wits might be back this week for them. Okay. No, Zach Smith's been picked. Oh, is it Zach Smith, gonna be was it? Picked, oh, okay, so that must have been the one I saw, sorry. Yeah. So he'll have a, have a grudge against well, his old team. I think he played against, yeah, Geelong, yeah. So I think Geelong, of course, will win, and I'm going to say it's 20 points. No, oh, that's... No, I think the Suns will... What more can you do but just smash in and do your best, and I think they'll get close-ish. Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Adelaide versus Melbourne. Is this going to be a test for Melbourne? No. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> I'm picking Melbourne by 30. Yeah, the Crows are lagging. As, as we sort of said, Melbourne are, Melbourne are winning their games, but... I don't know about Melbourne's away form, though. Uh, well, has it... Have how, they left? How exposed has it been? Have, have they, they actually been? left the state? I'm trying to think for an example. I think they went to Canberra to play GWS. Uh, okay, so yes, they've left the state, if that's the case. Don't think they've yeah, played Sydney, in they, Sydney. They haven't come haven't over played, WA. Haven't played Gold Coast or Brisbane up there, I don't think. So that's the thing. This could be this could be the one that turns them. Well, next week's. I mean, you don't think a week ahead, but they play the dogs, I think, next week, and that will be interesting. Yeah, that on that's a Friday game. night. That's that, game that's of the season gonna potential. That's going to be a beauty. Yeah. But, but we're not talking about round no. eleven. <laughs> yeah, Melbourne. All, but geez, the Crows actually. They, they didn't look too bad against West Coast and. They were holding together reasonably well and moving the ball quite well. And they got a, some real young talent, Phil Thorpe. Um, James Rowe was a real little spark around the ground. Fogarty's the one that's got to lift. He's got to do so much more. Just bam, wham, bam, crashing packs and everything else. But you got to turn around and kick a goal. Oh. Take a big mark. <laughs> put some pressure on the actual ball carrier. Those sort of things. Like He, plays, he played like a five, ten minute burst against the Eagles and that was it. Did you see, you obviously watched the game, at quarter time they had a little who's hot thing came up and it said him and it yeah. said six disposals, <laughs> career high 12. <laughs> if that's your career high in your fourth season or whatever, yeah. oh, mate, 12. Tex will be back though, won't he? Uh, is that right? Don't know. Well, that'll I don't be know handy. how long he's out. Oh, they need him back. And he's a different player to me in Adelaide yeah. as opposed to away as well. well. All the Adelaide players are. But yeah. this could be a test for Melbourne. They haven't travelled too much interstate, so, but I'm yeah. still thinking... Of, by 30. Melbourne by 30. Yeah, Melbourne by 30 is pretty bang on. I'd say, I'll say Melbourne by 36. I think they'll be too good, but the Crows will give a whimper, I'd expect. Well, St Kilda, full credit to them. They've actually showed a bit the last couple of weeks. But they're going to have to show a hell of a lot more to play the Bulldogs. 
And this is at Marvel, where it should be. But the dogs are going to win this. Mm. And I'll go by 24. I don't think the dogs have put teams away, but they probably should have. Yeah, they haven't really. But but it's not their style either. Against the Suns earlier in the year, they kicked 11 or 12 goals in a row. Yeah, but it's it's not really their style. They, they are an attacking team, but it, they give you a chance to score against them as well. But yeah. Saints... On the effort last week, yes, the effort was there, but the scoreboard wasn't. You'd think that they wouldn't kick five goals 17 again, but I don't think the dogs are going to let them get, you know, 17 goals five either because the dogs will have a hell of a lot of the ball themselves. So dogs by 24 for me. The dogs would win, surely. Again, though, I expect the Saints, they have shown a little bit. They've got some, they need to tighten up. Obviously, the accuracy is the big one. And you saw that, to me, it's just, watching their style, it, it, it's hard to identify, even though it can hold up in a game like it did against Geelong quite well, but it's hard to identify. It's almost just like a run and gun, but not a high kicking, not a high handballing. Yeah. It's just throwing darts at the board and let's get it forward, and it actually can be effective. Uh, maybe that is the style that can break down the Bulldogs' way they play because it's it's sort of a little bit chaotic but not in a in a dominant way like a Richmond might play chaotic football. Having said all of that, the dogs should win and I'll <laughs> say by two goals. I think they can get close. I think you're right. I think Saints try and play the dogs style, but, but they not, just don't have the class. Not to the handball though. Yeah, no, you're right. They kick it sort of and kick and play on. And kick, also a running Yeah. Yeah. Frio Sydney. Now this oh. So it, interesting. This is interesting because Frio dollar ninety four and Sydney a dollar ninety. For Malone, Sydney should be a lot shorter than that. It's only because it's at Optus that it's not. Oh, but it's just, how much better are the Dockers in Perth? It's hard to quantify the value of that. Sydney have put teams away away as well. Not in Perth. They haven't played in Perth, but they flogged Richmond earlier in the year. They smashed Brisbane in round one. Yeah, that's true. Um, so they don't mind travelling. They nearly got up against Melbourne. That was only 10 points or something. So I I think Sydney will make it a bit of a dogfight. I'm ticking the Swans by 10 points. Frio showed a bit last week, full credit to them. But again, it was against Essendon. Yeah. No disrespect to Dockers. But Sydney, Sydney are definitely... Well, there's six on the ladder and they deserve to be there. They've shown why. So I, I think Sydney. I agree. I think those wins you were talking about earlier against the Lions and the Tigers are almost... As the season progresses, I think, we won't see too many more dominating performances like that. I think where Sydney are now, to me, is roughly where they were against Collingwood. They were clearly better, but they weren't world-beating. I think the Dockers, I think, will win because it's in Perth. It, I mean... You wouldn't think form could sway sway so wildly, home or away, but the Dockers just do. So I think they'll beat the Swans in a close game because the Swans probably do have a little more class. But the Perth factor, I'm backing in Dockers by eight. And then we got the Giants versus Eagles, and the Eagles, well, they haven't travelled well at all, but they don't actually mind playing the Giants there. I think the last time was a fair while ago, but <laughs> that's where they played when. Uh, Nick yeah, Nick Nat got the goal. goal. Yeah, That's five nice years bit. ago, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm picking the Eagles by five points, though. I think the Eagles have shown enough the last couple of weeks that they've figured it out a little bit. And the Giants, well, 
they've had some good wins, but they're going through the motions a little bit too. I think Eagles at seventh, Giants at ninth is probably where these two teams are. So I'm picking the Eagles ahead of it. Is that right? That's what you yeah. rate the Eagles as only seventh. At the moment, yeah, because I can't. Or Port Adelaide, probably the only ones that might move down a little bit the way they're going. But yeah, the other teams, their top four: Melbourne Dogs, Geelong, Brisbane. That's that's all class. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so well, I, I'm picking the Eagles by far. I think the forward line's going to be too strong for the Giants' back line. That's the difference for me. Yeah, I think they the Giants. Yeah, I mean, tough game on the weekend. No Toby Green. He's a little bit painful. I expect the Eagles to win. Still not really convinced about, obviously, their away form. They did beat Hawthorne unconvincingly a couple of weeks ago. That's proving not to be tremendous form. But their best footy is still really good. And if they can channel that a little bit, and I think this could be the kind of away game setting that might suit. It's a small ground. You know, you're not. There aren't going to be a heap of away fans or anything like that. I mean, probably going to be more Eagles fans than Giants. Quite possibly, so, it's yeah. almost like a suburban oval, virtually. Yeah, I expect the Eagles to win. I think two goals, twelve points, and see if Jack Darling can uh, replicate those heroics, but for a longer period of time. Well, I think, I think the Eagles are going to get time. possibly Hearn and and Lee and Ryan back too. So this is where they needed to do. They needed to consolidate with all the injuries yeah. they had, which they did. And now, start getting their players back, like Kennedy's back in, Dar- uh, not Darling, McGovern, Brass, and then we start throwing in, like, Hearn and Ryan. Like, they're, they're getting back on top there. So, no disrespect to Giants, because it could easily go the other way, but, yeah, I think we're both on the right path there anyway. I would so. think, yeah. Collingwood, Port Adelaide. At, at the MCG, surely it's not at Marvel, this game. No, this one's at the MCG. MCG. And Port Adelaide... Are going to win by 36 oh, points. We are. Right, yeah, good luck, Collingwood. Port Adelaide are too good to have two poor games in a row like that. And Collingwood are ripe for the picking and they'll take him down. And Battle of the Prison Bars. Oh, hey. that's right. <laughs> Do you think Collingwood will dare wear the black and white stripes and Port will come out and go, hey, that's our uniform? <laughs> If they win and they sing the song, are Port going to put the prison bars on? Collingwood should have appealed to the AFL to wear Port's uniform during this game. And if they beat Port, they should definitely change into Port's uniform. Yes. They should do that and then sit it out on the ground. There is surely going to be some byplay. If Collingwood win, surely someone's going to be walking around with a Port Adelaide hat on or something in the change rooms. If it happens, there will be. But it won't happen. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But do you think Port are going to wear the prison bars when they sing the song this weekend? I tell you what, I hope they do. <laughs> I think it's the little, piddliest little kindergarten spat of all time, but I hope they do, just for the theatre and just for a laugh. It'll be on then. The AFL will step in then and say that's enough. Yeah. Well, I guess... Koshy's not uh, backward in coming forward, so he'd probably love to draw I'll, more attention. I reckon Koshy's definitely going to be wearing that prison bar out. <laughs> I, I hope so, but there's no doubt they'll spank Collingwood. Thirty-seven points. Port no, I never even point. thought about that. That's I can't. No, I just thought of it then there. too when I saw it. No, I, somehow I hope Collingwood beats Port and puts some sort of teal on. And then we finish off the round. Oh. Essendon North Melbourne. Well, 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 isn't this a game? This is actually going to be exciting. 
<laughs> yeah, it could be under the roof as well. You know, it's a bit of a cliche, but they should should actually. Yeah, I could see this being a bit of an attacking game. Could North possibly win? Essendon aren't exactly on fire. Couldn't tip North in this one though. I don't think. I managed to tip them last week, but having said that, I tipped them the week before and they didn't win. I think you tipped them a couple of times this year. We yeah. all have. We've all been well, yeah. it. And if they hadn't won last week, I'd probably tip them again, thinking it's coming. <laughs> it's going to happen. But they've had that win now. So, now I think Essendon, they're not that much above the bottom four, but they are a bit of a class above North, I'd still say. So, I, I think Essendon, um, by 20 points, I expect it to be a pretty entertaining game. I'm going Essendon by three goals, 18 points. Pretty close to you yeah, there. Similar. But but I think, we're, yeah. I think it's actually going to be entertaining because it's going to be... Fast pace. Yes, it will. Yeah. So then, we had our certainties last week, Chris. Yeah. Which was our um, uncertainty, our little picture with oh it too. Oh, my God. And I just cleaned up. Absolutely got this one cor- incorrect. <laughs> so they, the three of them equaled the Saints. The three five of them got each. five goals and Saints got five. But in saying that, Collingwood only got five too. And Sydney, Sydney got 10, yeah. so that was a bit so out So they were only 15 goals off. <laughs> it wasn't far off. Five goals each off. <laughs> it wasn't far off. Well, it was bold, and I applaud that. But I think it was just an example to say how bad our certainties have been. Oh, yeah. But, um, well, I, honestly, I have to be honest, I don't know how many claims were in the North and Hawthorne game. Oh, I actually think there wasn't that many. I, I don't think it would have been the worst clanger game of all time. But I did find out what a clanger is. Oh, yeah. What's the exact definition of one? So there's three things for a clanger. Oh, jeez, I had it written down. Now I've forgotten it. I can't see it. Find it anywhere. I can't even count. doesn't It on. has... If you kick if you kick the ball and it results in a free kick... So it's a blatant, unforced error. So it's conceding a free kick, kicking or hand-passing the ball directly to an opponent, or dropping an uncontested mark. That's all the clangers are. So kicking or handballing to an opponent... Well, that it says this can be. It doesn't say it's the only thing. Dropping, but it's a blatant, it. unforced error. Yeah. So, see, I think that's actually a bit rough. Because if it's conceding a free kick, you already get a free kick against you stat. That's called a clanger as well. They call it a clanger too. That's a bit rough, isn't it? Some free <laughs> kicks are not clangers. I mean, professional frees and things like that. Dro- dropping... Well, that's what we were saying before. If you put it on your boot out of a pack and it goes out on the full. Or it's ca- called deliberate out of bounds when you know it's not deliberate. That's a clanger. That's a clanger. A blatant, unforced error. And then uh, dropping an uncontested mark. Well, that is a clanger. That's a clanger, and you do see it. Kicking or hand-passing directly to an opponent. Yeah, that's a clanger. Yeah, that's a clanger. But in saying that... doesn't specify pressure or not. In saying that, I actually think that that game was wasn't too bad. Essendon uh, Frio, there was a lot of clangers in that game, don't worry. It's a fun word when you say that. Clanger, clanger. Clanger, clanger. It's such an Aussie thing. It's actually one of our official stats. It should end with A, not ER. Yeah. What a clanger. I love it. Is, it is an official stat. Americans are watching the game. What's a clanger? So I'm going... I'm bringing back my certainty from a couple of weeks ago this week. You're rehashing your certainty? I'm rehashing it, but I'm getting it right. I'm getting 9 out of 9 for me tips. Oh. I'm going the easy one. But it's not easy, 9 out of 9. Not I don't think we've had it. But that's that's my certainty, because I actually think, looking at it on paper, well, we picked one team different, the Frio-Sydney one. I think a lot of people out there will be doing similar type thing there. 
that's probably the only game. Or GWS Eagles maybe that might swing the other way, but yeah, Dockers and Sydney is, is the big one that could potentially go either way. Certainly, according to the odds. Well, I think it won't make it my certainty, but there will be a holding the ball frenzy this week. I reckon it was going to be my certainty, but I've got a better one. So Jack Darling kicked five goals against the Crows. Superhero, everybody's favourite, godlike man. Five goals in three quarters. He kicked no goals. And this week against the Giants, he will have another at least three goalless quarters. That's so my prediction. Jack Darling for three goalless quarters. That's a bit of um, ha- uh, a bit harsh on Jack Darling there. Well, he, he was best on ground <laughs> for ten minutes. If you take that ten minutes out, he didn't do anything. Almost. Well, but yeah, what a ten minutes! Don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to have a crack at your team like you're having a crack at mine. But how many goals did Revolt kick? I've <laughs> already done it. I already said earlier that he was getting cold up forward. Don't worry about that. He, he's. I'm not defending. He's him. not cold. He he is freezing. Oh, oh that's as a, hot as stuff a there. captain. He needs to really pull it around now. That was really good. I reckon you're ready to take the next step in your media career with that kind of... Uh... Ice cold. Yeah. But that's all right. We'll count that. So Jack Darling to have three goalless quarters this weekend. I'm not saying I hope he does. I'm just saying it's certain that he will. <laughs> and, and still be best on ground. <laughs> yeah, he'll kick eight in the other one, probably. He does it for fun. So there you go. That's what I'm thinking. That's good. So that's it then, is it? That is it, except for we're missing one Ooh. big ingredient. Ooh. You know what we're talking about, mate. I'm the step man! So there we go. Here we go for another week. So, have you seen the stat, the stat man last week? Yeah, I'm know? trying to avoid looking because I know it just brightens up your week whenever you tell me that you've won it again. And I want to give you that little week. Player with the most marks. Oh, you went Zeeble, I, I went Gaff. Game. He did not look busy. Zeeble got six. Yeah. Gaff had six until the last two minutes of the game and he got seven. Is that right? He got a junk timer. He, he had two marks, I think, to half time. Oh, and I swear nice. he got all the rest of the marks just chipping around the yeah. back in the last five minutes. Which is exactly why you picked him to yeah. do that. Well, I thought Zeeble, I thought you were on a winner. But the thing, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about North's game style and the way they just couldn't keep chipping it back and forth to him. Yeah. Well, they didn't. After that, they stopped. <laughs> and, and so I so, probably shouldn't have gone with it. So he's, you're losing points in your dream team still with him? I or? traded him out. Oh, he's gone. He's, <laughs> he's dead to you. He's, he's got getting, me the stat man. Yeah, that's it. You do that, you're out. And if Jack Darling can kick hit goals in two quarters, he's in. <laughs> Don't you worry. But so, yeah. so, the stat this week. So you won again. That's the bottom line there. Yeah, that's no. four running. Oh. Five, right. six, seven to one in a tie. Still got time, Chris. There only, is plenty of time. Round, nine, yeah, round it's, ten. It's not a big margin. It's only five behind. <laughs> so the highest scoring game of the week. So both teams combined score. Yeah, highest total, scoring game. Total highest score. Mugs away. Yeah. There's some crackers here. and it, I've got it down to... Oh, there are four straight away. All right. Jeez, there are plenty to go with. I am going to suggest... Suggest or state fact? It won't be a fact, necessarily. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we've, we've talked about this and I'm going to go with it. And not only that, but it means I can cheer something on right to the end. Essendon versus North. Highest, oh, there you go. Highest scoring game of the week. I like it. Because it was going to be mine, because I thought oh. for sure 
You would have picked the dog St Kilda. I nearly did actually. That was one of my four. Well, guess what I'm picking. Uh, dog St Kilda. Oh, you, got, you didn't let me guess. Oh, sorry. I was thinking Carlton Hawks for a little bit there, but yeah. then I remembered it was the highest scoring game, not the Carlton don't lowest. Do, <laughs> Carlton do not defend, but Hawthorn don't really attack. Neither of them score well. So there you go. Mick, Dog Saints, Chris, Essendon, North Melbourne. That's, um, both those games definitely have capabilities. Don't worry about that. I think, what did we say was going to be the best game of the week? Have we announced that? I think it could be either of those two games. Dogs and Saints, I think, will be a good game. Giants-Eagles should be a good. Friday night could be good, depending if Brisbane gets a big run on early and puts Richmond away. If that doesn't happen, it could be a cracker. Oh, Collingwood Porter. I can't wait no. to watch it now that you brought up the prison. Fr- Frio Sydney's going to be interesting because that's that's not going to be a high scoring goal fest. Oh, that's going to be a slog. It would. And Sydney, that suits them to a T. So let's see how Frio go. Five, they need five, don't they? They just need him to lift so big. He's been playing okay, but not damaging. Not not the five five, not the no. Brownlow five that we know. Oh, and it's five, hard to right. put that pressure on him again, but. Geez, if he ends up getting 30 disposals and kicking three, they've won that game. Probably. That's yeah. the impact that he can have. That's how good he is. So let's get him back on board. Come on, Fife. Need to see you up there. Well, he'll kill you, certainly, if he plays well. That's all right. <laughs> Still like to see the best players play yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And I, he, yeah, it's hard for him because he's been working so hard in a team that's been struggling too, and I think it's shown on him as the year's gone on a little bit as well. So... You're right. That Collingwood Port, that's going to have an interesting subplot at the I end of it. I hope one of them warms up in the other tops or something. <laughs> really, just... Especially Collingwood, because their backs are totally to the wall. They need to generate some spite in this game. I should I should have put it as my certainty that Koshi is going to have the suit on with the prison bars underneath. Guarantee. Even if... As soon as they walk out, he's wearing that. As soon as he gets to the ground, he's wearing it, wearing it to the Probably ground. Probably will yep. be. Yep. <laughs> but let's let's actually hope for some upsets and it might actually make the top eight a bit oh. more you know because yeah. we're round 10 we don't really want the top eight set we want yeah. there to be interesting games still you know but a few upsets here would be fantastic it's a bit scary that that could actually happen and besides probably the Geelong Suns I picked by 80 you only picked them by 20 and the Melbourne Crows the Port and Collingwood that's the rest of the tank games could be pretty close, which is good. They could be. Yeah, they could. I hope it is. Always close foot is good footy, for sure. So that's what we want to see. That's about it, I think, mate. I think that's it. We're, we'll wrap up this big round. We'll talk about um, Port Magpie Gate next week. Prison Bar Gate. Oh, Prison Bar <laughs> Gate. It's got such a ring to it. All right, everyone. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.